Hello and welcome to Coach Rich Rants, real takes, raw feedback, unedited and unscripted views of what's happening in youth sports, in soccer, both in the U.S. and in my local community. I will be bringing to you different takes from the perspective of either a parent of an athlete, of a player, of a coach, or as a club director and administrator. Having worn every one of those hats, I'll try to bring to you these takes from each of those perspectives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Coach Rich Rants. The title and the topic for today's session is along the lines of um, how youth sports, again, can create life lessons, but also how starting the practice of some very important life lessons now at an early age will not only hopefully help the athlete to achieve their goals and their dreams, but also create a practice and a habit in their life that will help them throughout every endeavor in their life. And that's really around a couple of things, goal setting and actually tracking goals or journaling. Um, It's that time of year. It's November. It's getting close to the holidays. People like Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, um, Darren Hardy. There are a number of different systems out there and professional mentors out there who are helping adults live their best life, to achieve their potential, to realize all of their dreams, to create balance and harmony in their life between work and their family and their finances and their fitness, right? There's a ton of systems out there for adults, and adults are spending tens and tens of thousands of dollars to get professional coaching or spending money online getting guidance on how to be successful. And almost every single mentor and every single system out there incorporates goal setting. And and what happens in a lot of cases is many adults, I've seen it in my professional career outside of soccer, but in the software industry, many adults struggle with goal setting. How do I create goals that are actionable, that are achievable, that are attainable, that are trackable? Um, And then how do I make sure that that gets built into my lifestyle? So that's, again, back to the whole thing with all of these different systems out there for managing and tracking goals. A lot of adults struggle with it because they weren't introduced to it early enough in life. They may not have had enough success in doing so, and it probably wasn't their idea in the first place. Therefore, if it wasn't something that they believed in, that they patterned or practiced in their lives, they didn't necessarily develop an affinity for goal setting and therefore didn't had a difficult time doing so. But it is an important thing to do in life. And so from an athlete's perspective, I think especially those that are 11, 12, 13 years old that who are aspiring to maybe play a sport, especially soccer, beyond uh, high school and, and try to get into college or even go further with it, those that are dreaming of really trying to see how far they can go in youth sports, I think it's imperative that goal setting become an important part of it. Um, I look back at my son's soccer career, and I believe when he was, you know, 12 or 13 in the ODP program, they gave them a journal and they wanted them to keep notes at the ODP camp. And they had some meetings and their expectation what the kids would use the journal, keep it in their soccer bag. They would take notes. They would create goals for the camp and all of that stuff. My son's development academy coach rolled out its whole strategy around using journals. And in the beginning, I thought it was a great idea. I spoke to the coach about it or he shared it with me. He thought it was really exciting. But 
I think that even in my son, I don't think they understood quite the importance of it. I don't think it was really positioned to them in a way that was meaningful and something that they would want to follow and practice. And so a lot of the kids just kind of did the did the necessary work they needed to do to basically check the box and move on. But I correspond that with my daughter, who's a competitive gymnast, who started goal setting at a very young age. She's now 14, and I think she probably started goal setting when she was nine or 10 years old. They create goals for themselves for the season, for training, for the competitive meet season. And then they do mental training on top of that. And part of their goal setting is to write down, they do vision boards and things like that, write down what their goals are. And then they do checkpoints to see how they're doing against their goals. And I think it's a great practice. My daughter is very goal oriented. She's very focused on achievement. And I believe that it's because of something she started at a very early age, which I think all coaches can learn from. You know, anytime I can take a page from another coach, whether it's in my given sport or another, I try to learn from other coaches. And I've been really interested in, in mental training and I've looked to get certified in mental training and not necessarily so that I could sell mental training to athletes, but so I could incorporate the mental training aspects into what I do on a day to day basis when I work with athletes. So I think one of the things that is really helpful for these players to do goal setting is to first start out with the question answering the question, what is the why? So, and you ask, what do you mean by that? Or you may ask, what do you mean by what is the why? And, and you ask the athlete, why is it that you're doing this? Not goal setting. Why are you playing this sport? Why? What is the why? What is the motivator? What is the driver? What is the why? What is the reason? Why do you want to play soccer? Why do you want to go somewhere with it? Right. So the first thing is to understand the why. And so that's really where you can start to realize if creating goals, tracking progress, journaling about the experience, if that is something that is for an athlete who really their why is because they have dreams and aspirations to play in the World Cup, to play on the national team, to play professionally, to play in college, to start in high school, whatever that is. There's nothing wrong with any individual's why, right? So when you talk about a why, you need to identify and understand what that why is. And then from there, you create your goals. And then when you create goals, there's all these different systems of how do you create attainable goals? Well, I think there's positive reinforcement in attaining your goals. But if the goals are not specific enough, if the goals are not measurable, and if the goals aren't a challenge for the player and it just becomes a checkbox, they may struggle with it. So what I like to do or suggest is that a player at the beginning of the season, now let's just talk about Western PA for a minute, where we have a fall season that's outdoor that usually starts sometime in the middle of August and goes through to the time we change the clocks, which is the first weekend of November. Then you've got your indoor winter season, and that may include indoor games and indoor teams and indoor leagues that are outside of your club season. may also include futsal, right? And then you've got, and sometimes that's breaking up into one winter session of eight or 10 weeks or two of eight or 10 weeks, or it might just be one long winter season. I find that breaking it up is really helpful to have a mid-season and mid-winter sort of assessment is really important. And then you've got your spring session, which starts up about the time we change the clocks in around early April and then goes until tryouts, which is usually the first week of June or after a, a Memorial Day tournament. Now, when you add to that, if you're uh, age of you know 13 or 14 years old and you're in middle school and your middle school has a middle school soccer team, you may have a school season from about the age of around seventh grade and up, right? And if you have that, you may have separate goals 
you should have separate goals for the middle school or the high school season. So when I talk about having goals, I think you should start off with what are my goals for the year individually? And then what are the team goals that I have for the team for the year? And then I think you should further break it down or have them further break it down to what are my goals for the fall, then the winter, then the winter two, then the spring, right? Break it down by season and then have them set goals for themselves, have them set goals for the team. And then I would want to do what would really be kind, uh, a course correction. So I would create a point somewhere at the end of the fall season where they go revisit their goals. They evaluate what they achieved, right, what they have attained, uh, what needs to be adjusted, and they do a course correction for the next part of the year. Do I do a course correction on my full season goals or just for the fall or just for the winter? And get them in the habit of not only setting goals but tracking their progress against the goals to create like this challenge-based uh, approach to the season where they're challenging themselves. And the goals have to be I – don't, I don't want to say too realistic because then it's easy for them to achieve and they get a sense of accomplishment. I really believe that they should include stretch goals, very aspirational goals that are just going to take a monumental effort to achieve. Because when they achieve those goals, then that's when they can they can realize their potential because they're really pushing themselves. So I think they should think about breaking up goals by part of the season, both for themselves and the team. And I think they should incorporate a course correction. Um, I really believe that that will help. And then I think they ought to get into the habit of journaling. Um, I would suggest that they keep a journal, maybe in their soccer bag, maybe in their school bag, somewhere that's accessible. And then just start to have them document how the training session went, if they were with their team, if they did individual training, how that session went, document things that happened in their experiences they've had in their games or at their tournaments. And it doesn't necessarily have to be performance related. It could be how they were feeling. Were they not getting sleep? Like there could be some things that they can start to evaluate and start to identify maybe patterns of things that they were doing or things going on in their life that were leading to success. Or things that potentially were in their life that may have distracted from their success in soccer in terms of those goals. And, and they might not necessarily be bad things. It could be school related. You know, it could be social um, conflicts. And maybe that's OK if that's what they really want to do. That goal setting, that commitment to this, the goal, that commitment to documentation or journaling could also help them to understand and identify is this really, is my why really my why? Is it really what I want to do or is it what I think I should do because that's what all my friends are doing or that's what my parents want me to do? And then parents, here's the thing. I'm not sure, like I have mixed feelings around this whole notion of getting involved and reviewing your kids' goals because, and here's why, not to be, this isn't like, I, I don't even check my own kids' goals because I feel like they're their goals and who am I to stand in the way or tell them their goals are too easy or their goals are too hard. Because if they're not their goals and they become influenced by me, the chances of them really getting behind achieving those goals and tracking their progress and doing course corrections against their goals are lower if I influence the goals too much. And that goes the same with coaches. Coaches, I think, have the best intentions when they want to review the goals with their team, with their players, but then they make the goals different or they influence the goals too much where they're no longer the kid's goals. Now, I'm not saying you can't help a kid if they have no idea, help them with a little bit of guidance. But here's the thing. Unless you are a mentor or a professional coach yourself, 
like a lifestyle coach, I'm not sure that you should be helping somebody set goals unless you yourself are a goal-oriented person that sets goals, sets challenges, does daily journaling, and does course corrections on a, on a routine basis to ensure that you've got goals and you've got a way to track a goal and then you've got a way to achieve a goal. If you yourself don't do that as a lifestyle, how the hell heck are you going to be able to do that with your kid? So while, again, it's all well intended, I'd love to see this be something that the kid does themselves. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out and buy a book or buy a journal and keep in their bag, but I am saying that there is a lot of benefit to a kid learning how to create goals early, using something as simple as a sport as a way to get and develop that routine. Because here's what's going to happen. Just like practice, right? Just like repetition. Repetition is the mother of skill, right? So what that means is basically the more you do something, the more you repeat something, the more it becomes an inherent skill. This whole tipping point with Malcolm Gladwell and 10,000 hours, right? That those people who spend 10,000 hours develop mastery and they can do it even if they aren't naturally talented. Now there's a lot of debate around the natural talent versus the 10,000 hours rule and I think there's gotta be both. I think those that have the natural talent that do the 10,000 hours have a much higher chance of really achieving greatness than those that just put in the time. But those that do put in the time do realize a higher level of potential than than those who don't at all. And so if you think about it, like great coaches like John Wooden, John Wooden won 11 national championships as a basketball coach. And, and here's what he did. He had some of the best athletes in the world. You could see him doing all these trick shots. And you know what he used to do? He'd stop and say, hey, great. You know what? I think it's awesome that you can do that awesome um, shot, but I want you to focus on the fundamentals. And so what John Wooden did was he took the best athletes in the world, the best players in college that came to him, and he made them masters at the fundamentals. He went back to the fundamentals and focused on the fundamentals. I want you to take 5,000 free throws a week or whatever the number is so that when the time comes and the pressure is on, you've got that mastered because you've practiced it so many times. Yeah, I get you could walk up and hit nine out of 10 free throws. I, I, I get that you could make a great shot, but if you spend an inordinate amount of time focusing on your fundamentals, left-handed dribble, right-handed dribble, bank shot, layup, free throw, three-point shot, whatever it is in basketball, and you develop expertise in mastery, then that master of the skill and that repetition will then create that skill. So just like 10,000 touches on the ball and practicing on your own, I've talked about, and getting the touches in on your own outside of practice is going to develop your foot skills to a better level is going to increase your first touch. So does the practice of writing down how you felt, how you performed, how training went, what the topic of training was, what you learned, right? I've said this before, and I say it to the players I coach all the time. If to the, the, the difference between a good practice and a bad practice is a lot of cases what you learned. The goal of any soccer player should leave the training session better they were better than they were when they got there. And that doesn't necessarily mean because they learned a new skill. It doesn't necessarily mean because they accomplished a skill. It just means that they did something that enriched their life or enriched their character or developed them as a player technically or tactically or improved their vision, their decision-making, their soccer IQ. Something that they got out of training that made that was better than the, were they they were when they got there. That could even mean be, 
being a better follower, being a better leader, being a better teammate. Anything, any training session should be, the goal of any training session should be to get the most out of it, but to go away a better player than you were when you got there. So creating the activity and capturing in a journal the things that have happened, including what I did, what was what was better, what did I improve on today at training that made me better today at the end of training than it was at the beginning of training. Something that simple. But getting into the habit of writing it down somewhere on their phone, in a little book in their thing, will allow them to go back at the course correction time, review their notes and how they went. And if they're really a goal-oriented person and they can create that discipline of following that strategy, they're going to be able to have all those notes that they can review and they can say, okay, well, I can see why myself, I maybe didn't realize this goal. Or I can see myself why I did achieve this goal. Or guess what? When I do the course correction, maybe I need to shoot a bit higher because the goals I created were a bit soft. And I smashed my goals and I smashed my target because I didn't set them high enough. Or maybe I set goals that were too aspirational in too short period of time and maybe I want to adjust. Okay? And so I'm saying parents and coaches, maybe give a little guidance. But if you could get a kid to start thinking about that in their sport, Then you say to them, hey, what's your goal for sixth grade? What's your goal for seventh grade? What's your goal for eighth grade? What's your goal for ninth grade? Not in soccer, for school. What's your goal for science? What's your goal for math? Right? When they have a summer job, what is your goal for your summer job? What are you trying to do? You just trying to make money or you trying to what are you trying to get out of this summer job? When you go to college, what is your goal for this? What is your goal for that? And then all of a sudden you've got a kid and you've developed a player who has a habit that is a life skill. That people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to develop when they become adults and they get caught up in their life and they realize that they've never really done a good job of planning their life or planning their day or planning their week or planning their month. And they've gone through life without really having an understanding or an idea of what they really wanted to do with their life. And they spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So think about this as a life lesson as a kid. To start to learn something as simple as, what do I want to accomplish this season for myself? What do I want for my team? And how can I accomplish that? So a big part of the goal setting is, first of all, to recap, what is the why? Why am I in this in the first place? Then what are my goals? And then the goals can be broken down into, how am I going to achieve the goals? Or what am I going to do? How? When? Right. So when am I going to achieve these goals? So my target date. What am I going to do and how am I going to do it? So those are things that you can also establish as a way to for that for your son or daughter to challenge themselves when they set their goals to not only create a goal, but to create a plan for how they're going to achieve that goal. And then again, document every day how they're doing or every week or whatever interval you think or they think is helpful for them, not your idea, theirs. You know, if you're going to coach them along and help them along and facilitate a bit, you may want to just say, okay, you've got this goal. What are some of the practical things you can do to achieve this goal? And then how are you going to measure it? So you don't have to give them too much there. You don't have to guide them too much there. But what is the goal? How and what are you going to do? When do you want to do it? And how are you going to measure it and track it? And that's it. And if they can figure that out and they can track that in a piece of paper, in a notebook, in a journal, on their phone, whatever, I think they're going to have success. They're going to create a life skill that they're going to be able to use for everything that they that is important to them in their life. 
And I just think that's something that is missed a lot in sports. I would argue that a lot of soccer coaches in the club business probably don't have realistic goals for what they're trying to accomplish with their teams. And that's a shame, right? Everyone's goal is to win the state championship. Everyone's goal is to win the national championship, right? Just like every team in football's goal is to, you know, win the Super Bowl. You know, every country's goal is to win the World Cup or maybe some is just to qualify for the World Cup in the U.S.'s case, right? So coaches and parents, right? Like you should not have a goal for your kid they should have their own goal. Coaches, you should have a goal for your team. You should have a goal for yourself. I wouldn't set a goal for individual players as a coach unless it's something about the relationship you have with that individual player. But for a coach to create a goal or a parent to create a goal for a player, then it becomes about whose goal is it really and does the is the kid bought into what that goal is and what they have to do to achieve that goal. And if the coach or the parent puts a goal in front of a kid and says, these are all the things you need to do to reach this goal, the kid may not necessarily buy into that and therefore may have a low, low likelihood of actually tracking the activities associated with that goal and or even achieving the goal or caring to achieve the goal. But if it's a goal that they set for themselves and they can see that they can identify a plan to get there, they can record it, course correct, and then check it off that they've done it, then that's, that's something that's going to be a life lesson because they're going to be able to do that over a period of time. And they're going to be able to really get benefit. Personal personal self-accomplishment of achieving goals is huge. And I think that would be great if every kid should start to do that habit. I'm not saying that everyone should do it. I'm just saying this is a great life lesson for kids. It was brought up because I know that both of my kids have had some introduction to it. Uh, from a gymnastics perspective, they may do it a bit more, a lot more rather, than I've seen in soccer. And I think it's a great life lesson, especially when I know so many adults my age in business who are paying a lot of money to get this training. And if they started at an earlier age, as simple as it is, they would never have to pay the thousands and thousands of dollars as an adult, hopefully, if they learn to do it the right way and build that habit into a healthy lifestyle. So that's all I have for today. It's a little bit off topic, or well, not off topic at all, but a little bit of a different topic than you may have expected. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share this with others, and I will catch you next time. Take care.